tries to turn his man. Oh. The soccer off the ground for Brad Lynch. Look at the celebration from the Fremantle players and fans. Matthew Pavlich. That's why you get your best player in a position where he can do that. So instead of monkey this week, we've got Ducky on, we'll call it Duck Talk this week. How you doing, uh, How you doing Ducky? Yeah, good Judd, man. How are you? I heard you're actually not that good. No, I've just, I've, I've literally, like, maybe two hours ago, like, just broken a fever and, like, woke up in a pool, like, a pool of my own sweat <laughs> in my bed and I was like... That's pretty standard for you, though, isn't it? Right. <laughs> well, that's standard anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I got a bit of a cough. I got a um, yeah, I got a bit of a flu, and it was just. I thought I was going to die this morning. <laughs> I was going to ring you up and say I couldn't do this, but I um, the fever broke, like, and it's it's the worst I've ever felt with a with a cold or a flu, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. A cold and flu. Yeah. That's pretty. But, yeah. Um, that's pretty bad. Oh, you've you've sacrificed your body. You put your body on the line for for Dork Talk, which we appreciate. Um, oh, thank you. So, just, I, I sort of posted something. So, Monkey is has gone camping, so we've had to, like, not stuff our recording. So, can we just go through how much you and I both hate camping? <laughs> Mate, camping is the pits. Like, when you think about it, so every time we try and do anything, an NFL draft, anything fun, an AFL draft, anything that involves people coming together, and it seems to be three culprits, Monkey obviously is one culprit now. Snats Robinson, who goes camping with his dad oh. and can't do stuff. And Alex Whiteman, Chow, White Chow, who for some unknown reason went camping in the like the Rockies or whatever. In Colorado, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like everyone can do it. Everyone's got to, hey, oh no, I'm going camping that weekend. We'll don't go camping that weekend. That's easy sorted. I literally clear my schedule. Like, if I've got something important on, I'm like, sorry, can't do it. I've got the NFL draft on. So, mate, how often? One. How often are we like pre-planning? How was last year or this year, this season for AFL fantasy? Hey, Henry, we're gonna do the draft on this day, and this was in like January. We're gonna do it in March, and he's like, yeah, cool, that's that's fine. He's like, oh, I'm camping both those weekends now, and we're like, mate, we literally ask you this: Can you not camp? Yeah. It's like, Don't oh, go camping, it's though. not my fault. It's like, well, it's 100% your fault. Anyway, so me and you hate camping. There's only one so... thing worse than going camping, mate, is jumping on a trampoline. Oh. <laughs> that's a shout-out <laughs> no, to you, gags. Stewart. That's gags. Um, so... I don't understand that. If you've, got a, sorry, if you've got an NFL or an AFL or any kind of sport, fantasy sports draft, which is the best part of it, to not do it is like the pits. I, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't do it. I'd be like... Well, it's, like you say, it's the fun part. It's the part you actually yeah. have control over. And yeah. to not do it is such a hamstring, generally, on you. Mm. It's, it's mental yeah. that they just can't... Like, I don't know. And we pay money, so it's not like... it's like, There's an incentive. You're paying 100 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever. Why not yeah, just I donate don't, it I to don't the know fucking what's, salvos? I don't know what's been going on with the money. Like, like I swear I... Like the footy one, I don't, I don't know, know what happened with that. I don't know who has that money. Yeah. Anyway, before we yeah, go into uh, AFL fantasy chat, um, so you and I, you and I, I think we've spoken about it on both Dork Talk and the Purple Rain. Um, you and I both have a bet. We have two bets actually. The first one is yep. an over under for Dockers wins for the season, and so mm-hmm. I went seven plus. You went seven minus, and if it's seven, then we both lose technically. 
Yeah. Um, and now we're sitting on seven wins, and we've got Hawks at home who are now rearing form team of the comp, basically. Yep. And then the only other winnable game's Gold Coast, pretty much. <laughs> we've got Gold Coast, so here's the, here's the run home. We've got Hawks home, GWS away, Suns home, Swans away, Richmond home, Essendon away. Mm. So I think we have, like, the seven wins might be... That might be it. And when you think about it, Juddy, I've been pretty unlucky. Like, even though I love the Dockers, and you know, I've been, I'll be pretty unlucky to lose this bet because we've won. Considering like, the a grand total won. of like, four, like we should have lost to North Melbourne the other day, like Goldstein. We should have lost to North Melbourne drop. both times. Yeah, should have lost to North Melbourne both times. Yeah. Uh, should have lost. Probably shouldn't have beaten the Western Bulldogs. Richmond, we stole. Richmond, we definitely should have <laughs> lost. Like <laughs> the Melbourne game. Melbourne game, yep. Um, you know, yep, Melbourne game, we should have 100%. Lost, I'm, I'm actually, side note, um, hopefully going to be in Perth for the Richmond game now. Ooh. Um, so we can have a little party. That's on a Sunday. So it might have to be a Saturday night party after footy and then a Sunday party. Well, the, mate, last time we went to the footy together, I think it was, was it the Western Bulldogs game? Uh, and we went to Senior Rocks 30th. We came in hot. No, that, that, was the, that was the Ruse game, mate. When, oh, was that the Ruse when game? When Shane Kirsten kicked that goal. And me, yeah. I, I couldn't talk for like a week. Because my yeah. voice, I left it at Subi Oval, bro. So that's that's our bet number one. And that's sitting well in the balance. So I agree you're probably hard done by. But, mate, I knew the Dockers would get it over the line. Because they're a blue-collar team, bro. Yeah. Um, our other bet is... I thought the Eagles would not finish top four, and you thought they would. And that's still hanging in the balance. <laughs> Who well, knows e- what the Eagles, Eagles are? Eagles are one win off four, and they've got, they've got a Plus bit of an interesting run right. home. They've got Collingwood away, Brisbane at home, St Kilda away, Blues at home, GWS away, and Adelaide at home. Yeah. So, interesting. They could win. They could win all those games, but I, oh, after no. watching them on the weekend, I very much doubt it. Well, we should. They are just we should have beaten good. Them. I just listened to Paul Ruse talking about how he rated that game as a Dockers win. He was like, obviously the scoreboard counts and it does, but he's like, yeah. the Dockers structurally did everything to win that game except kick the goals. And yeah. and so fair enough, the Eagles were a better side in that regard. But like, you'd be pretty worried if you can't put the Dockers away. And you're going to try and make top four. Well, that's it. But the big thing is, is their advantage at home. Um, the fact that they have Josh Kennedy back, who is, in my opinion, the best forward in the competition. And uh, I, I just think if, if he was on the Dockers, we would we would have won ten flags by now. But um, he uh, he's awesome. He's back from a calf. He he kicked three goals too on the way, and they just look for him a bit. So mm. you know that. But the the problem is as well, they've got Vardy and. Petrie, who suck, and they've got Prittis, who's old, and Mitchell, who's old and slow, slow. and those old slow guys are just absolutely hamstring them, because when they get got, like when they get done the other way, they're just like plodding around. Yep. Plus, they've got some absolute. Like Aston, I see, has been dropped. He is like he's so bad. He's, he's just, such a he's bad just football an player. Outside, but soft out, not that good outside. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking like, about it in the Dockers thread. We were saying it's the Eagles are just an old yet skillful side that were making us, like, punishing us. We were a quicker, faster, more exciting, you know, more dynamic side, but we were just buds with the ball heading inside 50. Oh, yeah. More or less. Or, yeah. or once we had it inside 50 as well, we were doing stupid things with it there too. So as yeah. soon as the ball got the, across I mean, the, 60 the metres... Yeah. yeah, 
but I mean, in the end, Jody, I just think the big thing that the, uh, I just uh, after watching uh, like watching the game on the weekend, being at the game, I I don't understand why the Eagles don't use Jetta more. Like Jetta and Hip, like Brad Hill, were playing pretty similar kind of roles, both running their guts out, and the difference was Dockers just used Hill every time. They're just like kick it to Hill, kick it to Hill. That seemed to be the main like game plan was like get the ball to Hill, and he can link some stuff up. That's Bradley Hill. Whereas the Eagles like looked at Jeddah, didn't kick it to him. There was one stage where he's by himself and Mitchell looked at him and like just missed him and like it would have iced Mate, the game. Mitchell the probably remembers quarter. him from that twenty twelve grand final and was just like, nah. Not kicking it to you, bro. Yeah. I think yeah, you spoke about that in the rain. I think Freo are like, Oh my god, Bradley Hill can use the footy, let's get it to him. Eagles are like, yeah. nah. Don't want to. Nah. Um yeah. Alright, bro, I've got Nine or ten word associations. So I want you. I'm going to say two things. I want you to say which one you prefer. Okay. Um, some of them are pretty gags. Uh, so first one. This should be an easy start. So podcast wise, Dork Talk or Out of Bounds with Michael Barlow. Oh, definitely Dork Talk, mate. Yeah, and boy. I think the, the the thing that I don't like about Out of Bounds with Michael Barlow is one. Obviously, he barred us <laughs> when I sent him a I sent him an Instagram. Hit him on the DMs. Um, but his sound quality is terrible. Well, he bloody does it in a cafe, and all you can hear is clinking cups and stuff. Yeah, it's like, mate, just invest. Like, go go to someone's house. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I I saw one of the. I saw he did one of them at six pr at the radio station, and it still sounded like he was in a phone booth. Oh shit! Like it was like, man, you've got to understand. Like the big thing that me, so me and Oz always had this ongoing struggle when we first started Purple Rain into the two different school of thoughts. I was always very much personal. It's the releasing at the same time every week. We need to have like a real, you know, really good product that way that's released on a constant basis, whereas Oz's was all about the sound. And the longer that I've, I've done the podcast stuff, the more that I'm more in Oz's camp. Like I, I 100% agree with Oz now. Like the sound quality is the biggest thing because if you've got poor sound quality and like I, I have, like I'm very fortunate to have Oz, who has all the equipment, Shout plus out, Oz. listens listens to every single episode uh, before it goes up, and edits it, and spends hours and hours editing. And um, yeah, whereas I'm like when I with my other podcast, Scorched Door, plenty of plugs today. I just like get around bang it, it, like, just get, get it straight up, like just upload it, get it done. Yeah, uh, old Ben Ben Whiteman and I are pretty similar to that. Um, Mate, we used to record this thing on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, mate, I never listened to the first couple of episodes because I couldn't. I was just like, nah, I can't handle this. Yeah, that uh, was pretty I'm bad. Um, all right, so next one, and this relates to our earlier talk about camping. Uh, snacks, Henry Robinson or Alex Whiteman? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll go Whitey. All right, nice. Uh, no, I have to go Snacks. I have to go Snacks. You have I mean, to. Snacks have been friends for a long time. Friends. We've been mates since back at, at high school, so you have to go with Snacks. All right, fair. Yeah, All right, yeah. Damien Barrett or Mark Robinson? Oh, I reckon Robbo. I don't mind Robbo. You guys are slagging him in the dog talk. Mate, hate him. Uh, in our chat. I, I don't mind Robbo. He's just a mad dog, mate. He's and useless. He's, like, he, he, uh, he's less bad than his <coughs> dad. I'd probably go Robbo too. Damien Barrett's just a little weasel, mate. And he thinks he knows so much, and he's just this sneaky dude. All right, yeah. Fife or Dangerfield? Uh, Fife, because yeah. I went to the game 
the Fife first stage drill the game Adelaide in Adelaide. One. And Fife haunt him, mate. Fife Fy- beat him. Fife, at his best, is... Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. He's got more as- facets to his game. But, um, I mean, right. I guess the big thing, the difference between Fife and Dangerfield is that Dangerfield can kick goals and go forward and kick goals. Now, if Fife could play that same role as Dangerfield, it then would be it's very... Done. Yep. But the difference between the two is that, and this might sound a little bit weird, but I, I feel like Dangerfield actually leads the ball and attacks the ball when it's in the forward line, whereas Fife always tries to engage Do the and like, outmark people. He's like, I'm the strongest bloke, I'm going to outmark you. You know what I mean? I'd like but, to see I mean, the Fife difference in the two players is... Sorry, what was that, man? I want to see Fifey take some more hangs again. He used to take one one every couple of weeks. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's a big body now. That's and he's the sign just... of his, him being back for me, when he gets to spring back in his step. Yeah. Well, two broken legs, that's the difference. Yeah, that's true. You know? All right. How about Sandy or Bandy? Sandy or Bandy? Who's Bandy? <laughs> Daniel Bandy. Oh, Daniel Bandy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously gags. Oh, Obviously, that gags. We'd all gags. go Daniel Bandy over Daniel one, Bandy, one of our best right. ruckmen ever. Sandy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I have to go Sandy. Good. All right, Brendan Fuster or Daniel Metropolis? Ooh. Fuster came and spoke at uh, our boarding school, so I have to go Fuster. Yeah, I remember Fuster doing pretty well in a derby or two, like actually impacting some games. I don't remember Metropolis impacting anything. I um, think Metropolis actually was a good player. He just got injured. And he was old when he came to us. Um, Eddie Maguire yeah. or Basil Zemplis? Ooh. I really can't stand Eddie, so I have to go Basil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, kind of the lesser of two evils, you know what I mean? All right. Sun Sun Walters or Eddie Betts? Oh, Sunny every day of the week, yeah. mate. Yeah. Hopefully, you, Sunny becomes Eddie Betts, what Eddie Betts is. Eddie Betts is, is, an, is the, like, the ideal... I think he's he the gold goes standard. Marks when he needs to, and he stays down and ropes. Like that's how he gets most of the He just stays down and ropes. It's like I just wish our forward pockets knew how to like just not stay front and and not try yeah. and take big hangers. Like, oh, would you sense. remember against Geelong when we played him a couple of weeks ago? And one of their last goals was just like all of our backmen going up for a oh. contest, and it rolls over the back to like a yeah. medium forward. Yeah. Just the smarts to not first, go up. Man. Yeah, it was of course the best it thing, was. Because uh, Jared, Jared Healy was like, I did not know what Lee Spur was doing there. Like, but he had no right to be anywhere near that pack, and his man kicked the goal. It's like 100% his fault. All right, this one's particularly for you, because I don't think any many other Dockers fans would, would even um, think about this. But yeah. the Wizard or the Pav? Ooh. <laughs> That's oh, a tough hey, one look, for you, eh? Yeah, it, it's that is very tough for me, mate. Um, I'm gonna have to go wizard, mate. Yeah, I have to go wizard. Yeah. I know that Pav was a much better player for the Dockers and all that kind of stuff, and the wizard played his uh, his best games, uh, or his best times in Melbourne. Some would argue, but mate, you can't go past the Wiz. Yeah, like he's just unbelievable. They were talking about him today. You know how he got his nickname, the Wiz? How's that? Apparently, when Melbourne were looking to recruit him. They're like, oh, what about this guy from Canberra? Um, and they're like, yeah, he's a bit of a wizard. Uh, as in, like, he <laughs> made things happen. Um, yeah. So apparently that was all it was. I thought he'd done something, like he'd cast a spell or something like that. Um, all right, two pretty simple ones to finish off with. Socks up okay. or socks down, Duck? Oh. Or I, one up, I, one I, down. I'll, I'll give you three options. You can have one yeah, up, well, one you down. You know I do the one up, one down, mate. That's my speed, so... <laughs> I, I, 
that I've had that many games in my life. Is that because you have shin pads on, Duff? Way down. What's that, mate? Is that because you have shin pads on because you get sore legs? No, I don't have shin pads on. <laughs> I, don't, I never wore the shin pads. Um, but, I, I mean, I think you should start with your socks up, but if they work their way down, it means you've been working hard. That's why mine always stayed up. But <laughs> I, I, I think maybe... So- when you're playing, socks down, socks down, socks up for a bit wanky, I guess. Yeah, um, okay, and long sleeves or short sleeves? Oh, I love a good long sleeve. Yeah, I know you do, I've you've got, got a, that wizard I've one. I've got a long sleeve 33, mate. Yeah, you've got a photo with uh, ex-Prime Minister John Howard in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, very good, so there was another thing I wanted, um, there's another thing I wanted to chat about, so I was listening to uh, On The Mic with Ross Glendening, and he sounds like an absolute ripper bloke, actually. But yeah. he was talking about one day down in, when he was playing for North, it's a really windy day to one end, and they just basically played him forward pocket or back pocket. Reckons he kicked five or six goals and also, like, you know, stopped all these other goals and took marks. And he wasn't being arrogant about it. He probably did do that. Now, I was thinking, yeah. can considering the Dockers particularly on those bad days, just get hemmed in their back line. Um, can we do that with someone? Like, it would have been good to do that with Pav, possibly. But now that Pav's gone, could we do yeah. that with Fife? I just think nowadays, unfortunately, there isn't that. I mean, if you were to play maybe down in Bell Reef or, like, in uh, Launceston, which when actually we usually play Hawthorne down there, weather, where there's yeah. that gale, it's like, and there's no protection from the grandstands, that would be a good idea. Like, if you're kicking... I, I like, it, it, like, in my opinion, this is what we used to... We used to do this, like, Tamblock Footy Club used to do that. They had the guy, Bert Williams and Birchall Williams, and they'd move them from the forward line to the back line, whichever way the wind was going. And it was like, well, this guy's the most important player on the ground. You've got to have him in the key position of either... You know, you'd have him... We'd have him Spare at full forward full and centre-half yeah. forward when we're going with the breeze, and then when we we're going against the breeze... Like, they just stay down the same end. It's like, the ball's going to be down there. So you need your best players on that, like, down that end. Like, why wouldn't you? I, I think it's a bit different, obviously, in AFL. But, uh, you know, it would be good to see, like, put Fife loose or something like that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, we, you know how we played Mundy in that backline role? Why not put Fife as that marking role sometime? I don't know. I reckon we could use Fife in a lot weirder way. Like, get, get freaky with him, I reckon. Get freaky Dwyer. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I agree think, though. I think Ross just likes him as a clearance machine yeah, in the middle. He does. In the end. But I, I guess today it ends up when the ball's in our back line or forward line, we've got 18 blokes there anyway, so it doesn't really, like, the players around the ball a lot more. Yeah. Um, Alright, so you, we heard today that uh, Brennan Cox and uh, Luke Ryan are out of the team because they had a few beers after the Ugh. game on Sunday. Um, yeah. Now, Duck. Firstly, if they were free beers, do you think they should have been let off? Because everyone loves if a free beer. Mate, you know my opinion on free <laughs> beers. The fact of the matter that I may have got kicked out of a few 21st because they were free beers and I just go over the top. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, if they're free beers, yes. I don't understand what's the beer policy. If it's a six-day break, you can't have a beer. I don't know. Like, the, the weird thing is, is that Ross loves beers. Well, I think... He, he like, loves locking. So mate, he's, that he takes me that to my next it. point. That takes me to my next point. Do you, if you're an Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, you might remember that Charlie wants to have an intervention on Frank, not because he's drinking too much, because he's drinking without him. Do you reckon yeah. Ross was just pissed off that he didn't <laughs> get invited to have these beers? Maybe. 
But I just, like, it's like the Blakely thing. It, in the end, I guess you're punishing, you're not punishing the players, you're punishing the team by them not playing. Because yeah. I would say Cox and Ryan are in our best 22. And, like, we the lost to St Kilda. We probably could have won that game. If, and looking at Connor Blakely's form, he's, like, horning it. So, like, I would say that we would have won that game if Connor Blakely was playing rather than some other spud like Buddy. I don't know who yeah, was out there. Yeah, but you look at now, you look at Ross talking about he doesn't want to lose games and tank because he doesn't want to mess with the culture. He needs to build the winning culture. And I know you talk about this as well. Yeah. However... Letting guys do stuff like that is pretty much verging on, like, go, not necessarily as bad as, but verging towards overlooking what, like, the West Coast Eagles did um, yeah. and just letting guys do whatever they want as long as they're win- winning. So I guess he's just stamping his foot in the ground early when it doesn't matter as much because we're not going to make finals or win finals at the moment um, to this season. So he's like, all right, no, this is not on. You're not going to play if you do that. And then... Next year, when we say we're pushing for finals next year, hopefully, one, it doesn't happen, but two, if it happens, it probably gets thought about a little bit harder than just, nah, you're out. I don't yeah, know. but I, I, I think just fine them. Like, fine them like $10,000. Yeah. Oh, they won't do it again. If you get fined $10,000, like, <laughs> you think of someone like a Luke Ryan and a Cox, they're probably not on that big of money. And it's just like, it's like, oh, you know, like they should have things built into their car. It's like, if you do, if you break our rules, you get, you know, X amount of money taken out of your contract or something yeah. like that. Like, mate, you know, just get, get up in the grill, mate. Make those make free it. beers not so free. <laughs> exactly. You watch them not have those free time. beers. Or what happened to the old, like, you know, you have to go do like 10, like really painful running, like 10 400s after oh. training or something. Oh, just the sports science people, mate, they'd be like, oh, no, you can't do that. Yeah, get a little bit of a sore butt. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, in terms of um, standard dork talk segments, um, the MRP, and we were talking about this a little bit. Well, I think we've covered it before, but... So, Fitzy from 96FM, 500%'s already signed in St Kilda, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he hasn't. Yep. What are you up to, mate? Mate? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just walking around. I just put some cereal away. No. <laughs> I started walking. Um, I was, uh, I've just been laying on bed, uh, on my bed. Now I'm like, oh, I'll just walk around. Walk so. around, do some I'll, stuff. I'll return back to the bed, mate. Bed only, that. mate. You're on bed rest. Um, yeah. So we're talking about Fitzy <coughs> and... Um, talking about Fitzy and um, his 96FM uh, banter. So yep. what do you reckon? Do, do the people that... I don't know. Do we have to start punishing the people that spread that story? I guess you you, you want. You I, don't... Yeah, it, it's got to be the people that spread it. It's not. It's not old mate like Fitzy and Whipper or whatever. Oh yeah. Like hell, his name is like. It, it's not him that's at fault. It's the rest of the media that throw up the hysteria. Like, oh, it's been reported. At ninety six FM, as soon as you finish that sentence, like, oh, who reported it? Like ninety six FM, like, oh, well, it's not news then. Yeah, like that's that's the end of this. But we, mate, we live in this society now of uh, clickbait it's and clickbait. all this kind of rubbish, and you know people need a the next, you know, what do they call it, a twenty four hour news cycle. So, Fife going to St Kilda in that twenty four hours was actually became quite big news. Yeah, was it actually news? No. Should it have been reported? No. But I mean, that's the society that we live in now, mate, where we've got a. You know, we, we don't have many checks and balances on our media, and that's where the MRP comes in. And maybe should be, you guys should be like an off branch of uh, Media Watch 
on uh, ABC. ABC, yeah. Maybe we'll go on Channel 31 or something like that'll have Channel- us. Um, West TV. It, it's one of those ones. I guess it's like I guess it's like one of those topics where if anything regarding you know Dangerfield being injured, you know Buddy Franklin doing something, Fife being traded, Dusty Martin doing getting traded, anything like that. The media is so quick to grab onto it because it's such a topic that everyone will click on it. So it is just clickbait. Yeah. Um, so you know, you could say something. You could go and call up the radio, call up your bloody six PR, and be like, "Oh yeah, no, my cousin's sister's dog's friend heard that Dusty Martin's going to you know wherever," and then that could get grabbed and and sent off. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's that's the thing. There's, mate. there's just... no, there's no. Uh, they don't weigh up the likelihood of something. There's no angle on it. I don't know. They yeah. just sort of go, "Yep, that's a thing. Done. Next." Cool. It's it's lazy it's lazy journalism in the end. It is, it is. But well, I mean, what do you, what do you expect from you know bloody Fitzy and Whipper and Fitzy that used to play for Sydney Swans? I don't think it is that guy. I think I just keep saying Fitzy and Whipper, but I don't think it is. Uh, so it's a it different Fitzy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the other one. What about so it's in lazy journalism's a great segue. So I think we were we were talking about this on our on our thread, but also I think you're talking about. In, uh, Oz mentioned it on the rain. How Ross Lyon talks for about three minutes about um, how he's happy with how the team played to a degree, but they just couldn't get it done. Like they played well, but you know they needed to touch up some finishing things. And then the uh, the literally the next question he gets asked is, "So do you reckon you did well besides losing?" And it's like, yeah. What well, do, do you reckon in those press conferences? Because it seems like Ross only gets angry in those. Yeah. Do you reckon in those press conferences, if the media person had to say, hi, I'm Stephen Martin from, you know, AFL.com, yeah. and then ask a question, similar to what they do in, like, political ones? Yeah, yeah like uh, Peter Jones, yeah. uh, you know, from, from CNN or whatever. But, <laughs> do you reckon if they did that, then suddenly AFL.com is a lot more... Um, onto what questions they ask and how they ask them. We're like, mate, Steve yeah, Martin, right. bloody asked that question and he's clearly just answered it. And then Ross yeah. goes, oh, Steve Martin from AFL.com. I thought AFL.com would get better questions or something. And yeah. pretty quickly that gets stamped out. I don't know. Maybe it's just mate, an accountability. that's not the worst idea. Like, that is seriously not the worst idea because they're kind of faceless men, the people who are 100%. in in the uh, media. Like, every now and again... They show them on, I think it's on the Channel 7 coverage, yep. when they have the after-the-game stuff. But usually, you just hear them. They're just like, uh, Ross. Or you barely hear them. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mur, 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 mur. and he's like, <laughs> well, uh, I don't even really, really know what you're asking, because you just mumbled yeah. at me. <laughs> I think the big thing is, is that they need to be, but like, like I said on the rain, it's like, the question was valid, but they just need to rephrase it. They need to be like, no, Ross, the concern from the Dockers is your Ford 50s. How are you going to change your Ford 50 entrance? Because they're horrible, and we haven't fixed them. And, you know, it actually is a valid question to ask it again. You just need to rephrase the question and yeah, say, look, I agree. jerk. You know, like, look, Ross, unfortunately, mate, you're not doing a good enough job, and your team isn't doing a good enough job to fix this problem. So what are you going to do about it? Because... Your members and your fans are concerned about it. Very you know, concerned. But, it's one know, of my main concerns, Duck. I think it's all we talk about each week on our Dockers thread, Freo Rockets. 
uh, invite only, guys. But yeah, it's, it's all we talk about. It, we're literally every week, every week, we're like, oh, here, here we go, like more wasted inside 50s. Yeah. I, I want to, when the next time I watch a live game, I want to sit there and count our inside 50s that are directly marked by, like, I'm not even sure if that's a stat, but the amount of times that we are directly uncontested marked by the opposition with an inside 50 is phenomenal. Like we yeah, must be, we must be. Uncontested last. mark means no one is near it either. Oh, it's not it like... means we didn't even look. Like basically. Yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. Um. Anyway, onto some <laughs> onto some equally painful topics. Um. So, th- we're playing the Hawks this week. Uh, yep. we, we have a pretty rough history with the Hawks in Ugh. terms of how we play and how they play. Uh, yes, luckily, us playing quite poorly and them playing quite well. <laughs> luckily, we've caught them at just a really great time for them. Like they're really peaking in terms of their form again. Yeah. Um, so what I was thinking, um, we talk about a few of our best, not necessarily games in general, but just memories or specific memories about how we go and play the Hawks. So obviously, um, my one of our favourite ones actually, well, favourite, uh, most memorable, but in a bad way was the prelim in 2015, was it? Where, 2015, when Freo, we probably had our best chance at winning a grand final that year. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're two goals, one up to nothing in the first quarter, all the momentum. Chris Main takes a mark, 20 metres out, maybe... Not five, even 20, mate. Not even 20. Five degree angle, I reckon. Five or ten degree angle. Like 15 metres out, straight in front. Yep. And, like dead um, set. It could have even been closer. Yeah. And sprays it. Hawks go end-to-end, kick a goal, and they kick the next, like, five goals. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they kicked five goals that quarter, and it was like, oh, my God. There's some real soft ones, but, like, that was the down point. That that was the turning that, point. That, that was, was turning honestly the, the turning point. He yeah. lost us the match in the first quarter. Like, I, I honestly believe that. Because yeah, if we, I, if we get one or two more that. there, because yeah. we got the momentum, suddenly it's five goals to one or something. And then we just, like, it's similar to that Sydney prelim where we just keep steamrolling because we've got confidence. Yeah. Our oh, boys mate. are up and about. Nightmare. Um, mate, can I, can I give you, obviously, you sure some, uh, I'll give you a couple of negatives with the Hawks games. Uh, obviously, the grand final, you know, that was a What about Fifey kicking it out in the full about 10 times when he's having shots on goal Ugh. in the grand final with lost by three goals? Yeah, or Ballantyne just missing it. Just oh. absolute nightmare. But, mate, this game, I actually looked it up on YouTube because I tried to figure out when it was. It's round 19, 2011, and it bucketed down. And I think we kicked our first goal with four minutes to go in the second quarter. I looked <laughs> so it was 10 goals to one at half time, and my cousin had bought the tickets because he's a mad Hawks man. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going home. He's like, what? I'm like, I'm going home, mate. I'm not staying around for this. This is horrible. We're sitting out in the rain like, in the Hawthorne section, like, behind the goals, and it was just an absolute nightmare. Like, it was the worst. <laughs> um, so well, that, that brings me to just a general memory of us playing Hawks in general. This this has unfortunately become not just when we play Hawks, but how often do we have a, a quarter where we don't score a goal against Hawthorne? It's, oh. uh, it seems like most games we'll have one yeah. quarter where we don't score a goal. It's like designated quarter. Designated yeah. Dockers quarter, I call it, mate. The Grandy, wasn't it one goal six at half time in the Grandy? Oh, yeah. And we still only just lost. Yeah. You know, well, luckily was, uh, we held them to five goals or four goals or something, like in that yeah. first half. But for Christ's sake, right? can we just kick a goal a quarter? Like, yeah. it's not that hard to get one goal. Like, often teams 
get pumped by 100 points, score a goal a quarter. Yep. For Christ's sake. Um, all the times they send us down to Tasmania, it's like, cheers, we only travel every second week, and now we've got to take two flights this time. Yep, two flights to Tasmania. And we always get flogged down there. We always get flogged. Mate, we got beaten by 100 points a couple of times down there. Like, I think in Johnson's 200th, we got beaten by 100 points. We took down, like, a team of, like, young bloods. Mate, if I was Johnson, I would have faked a hammy or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just waited. Yeah. But, mate, a good memory was, and I think this is the last time we actually beat... Uh, Hawthorne, yeah. was, I was just thinking about it just then, is when we beat them in the qualifying final or the, the semi-final or whatever it was, first final. It was the, and the elimination Morabito final. And ran down the wing. Yeah, elimination yep. final. Morabito I was at that game. Ran down the wing. Yeah, I was at that game as well. Managed to actually buy some tickets that time. Yeah. It's probably the last game I ever bought tickets was to. Was that in 2009? 2010? 2008? The last time we beat them was 2008, apparently. Oh, wow. I think we haven't beaten them. No, we like beat them. Yonks. We beat them in 2014. That year, we beat them at home and like towards the end of the season by a couple of goals. Did we? Yeah, I think probably around I 18, we 19. I thought we had beat Hawthorne for, for Yonks. But the big thing I have always noticed with Hawthorne, the, yeah. which is like the biggest stitch up, as well as them being awesome. Like they they've been awesome for ages. But I remember watching them like. Uh, at that preliminary final and them having shots for goals and literally not missing a goal. And it was like, what the hell is going on here? Like, they were just practicing and no one missed a goal. It was like, Dum. yeah, rough head, goal from 50. Like, um, who else was there? Like, Smith, like, Hodge. All those guys were just, like, banging goals from everywhere. Even, like, Shoemaker, your man, Shoemaker. Oh, I hate Shoemaker. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, Shoemaker just was just, like, plotting them. They were just potting them from everywhere. I was like, what mm. the hell is going on here? I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to beat these guys. They're just not missing any set shots. And they, I mean, I think they don't. They're just very efficient in front of goal. Yeah, oh, well, that probably sums up Freo. Like, you know, we get all these opportunities and we can't kick goals. Hawthorne get two opportunities and they kick three goals somehow. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Blue collar, mate. We're not, oh, we have mate. to grind everything we out. We are the tradies of the AFL, aren't we? Yep. Um, all right, just to finish up on, I know you're impartial to a little bit of a punt, Ducky. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, well, you know we're up this week, mate, and I've, been, I've got all my golf bets now. Yeah, you know one of them got refunded. What? Already? Yeah, someone got scratched. Yeah, I was having a look. Um, side oh, well, note. Well, that's, that's money I haven't lost, I guess. Well, that's a dollar banked. Um, yeah. <laughs> a dollar, a dollar scratched is a dollar banked, the well-known saying. Um, well, better than uh, how Group 5 are going, mate. Not that any of those clowns would listen to this. Oh, Peter O'Rourke, mate. No, that's not Rookie. Yeah, it is Rookie. Yeah, it is um, Rookie. So, I was going to pick this week. So, you know how last year Geelong just kept dogging me when they should have won? This, yep. This year, you know how Sydney <coughs> keep, keep dogging us? Uh, Sydney, just the dog team? Uh, Sydney, the dog team. This year's dog team. Yeah, I reckon they are. Because they always, yeah. like, they lost to Hawks when they should have won. And then suddenly they're really good again. And they, they lost early. Anyway, they're playing Saints. Saints are playing 420. I'm just picking Sydney to have a loss because everyone expects them to win, and Saints because everyone expects them to lose suddenly play well. So four bucks twenty. And four have bucks you got twenty. A, have you got any ruffies that you want? My, I've got one ruffie, mate, and it's. I mean, I had a look, and a lot of the games are actually quite even, yep. which is interesting, including the Dockers paying like a dollar ninety still. Two dollars oh five now. It's fluctuating like uh, I don't know, like weapons as moods. Yeah. Well, mate, I I'm gonna. I'll put my roughy down in uh, for for monkey 
on Collingwood at two dollars twenty two to beat the Eagles. To beat the because Eagles. you just don't know what's going to happen to the Eagles this week. No, nah. and uh, and that's at Eddie Howe as well. <laughs> I mean, they could come out and stink it up like they did against Essendon, or they could steamroll them like they did against Bulldogs. But uh, who knows? Yeah, I agree, mate. That's good. All right, Monkey won't mind that. Um, all right, anything, any predictions for this round before we finish up? Um, anything you like, even if it's in anything I can, any- A-Res University football in the amateurs. Mate, um, predictions, I think that uh, the Dockers may go within, I reckon it would be a good game this weekend, the Dockers-Hawks yep. game. I think it will be a lot closer than what people think. Great. I think the Dockers might even have a sneaky chance at a win. You I mean, thought they played really well last week. It was just their goal kicking, which do you was the horrible. Dockers, do you Dockers will get a little, <laughs> a little sniff? A little sniff. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a bit of a sniff. Mate, yeah, my big prediction, okay, here's a prediction for you. I reckon uh, Kirsten will touch the ball less than five times. Yeah, that's fair. I reckon that's he fair. will too. Mate, he, dead set, how he's still getting a game makes no sense. Well, it's, I reckon it comes back to Rusey texting Ross saying, if you yep. ever play Tabernacle again, you're done. <coughs> Just play a small forward. Play another forward, like a different, someone different. I reckon, I reckon different. let's play as small a forward line as we can. What are they going to do? Put their, put like their, um, yeah. like obviously Stratton's not out. I can't think of another tall back for Hawks anymore. But you know, put Stratton on Ballas. It's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna run around. So like, you know what yeah. I mean? Let's let's just mosquito fleet it and be like, hey guys, if you kick it high into this forward line, we don't have one tall forward. So if you do it, it, Ross is gonna literally pull your pants down on the field and slap you in the butt. I reckon bring back spankings. Bring back spankings. Yeah, Ross should be spanking these kids. He keeps calling them kids, so start treating them like kids. Start giving them the old spank, pants down. Spanky ba- spank banks, mate. All right, Ducky. What about you, mate? You got any predictions? Um, I reckon Sun Sun Walters is up for another, <coughs> another like, 30-5 and five game or something rowdy, like a big game, yeah. a big boy he's game. Turned, he's turned your uh, fantasy team around, mate. Mate, he has. You know, I'm a sneaky chance at top four. Top four? Top four. I think I'm, I'm, I'm stinking around there, mate. My back line's gone horrible, but no one wants to hear about our crappy... Um, fantasy teams. Um, anyway, mate, thank you for podcast. having me on Talk Talk. It's mate, been a pleasure. Thanks for filling in for the camper. Oh man, camping's a pit. <laughs> Isn't it ever? All right, <laughs> cheers, mate. Talk to you soon. All right, see ya.